When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into The Journey Begins Here, a five-part podcast series on the inspiring stories of the Vantage Black Sticks women, brought to you by SENZ. Great to have you joining us today. We talked to small business owner and goalkeeper Brooke Roberts, and her story is nothing short of inspiring. So great to be able to speak to you. A goalie, so a yeah. little bit different, um, but it's going to be amazing hearing your story today, your journey uh, into the Black Sticks as well. Um, I had a little look at your social media, don't think I'm weird, but... <laughs> Family seems to be massive to you because yeah. your mum and dad are in a lot of your pictures. So tell us a little yeah. bit about your family um, and how you grew up. Oh, I'm really, really grateful to have had a wonderful childhood. Um, my parents were just always there, you know. Um, so I grew up in Whangarei. I grew up on a small farm. We just had some cows, some beef cows. Um, and, yeah, I just went to the local school, Otaka Primary School, and that was the first school that I played hockey for. So it was a small school of about 80 kids. And we managed to pull together um, a hockey team for a couple of years before that didn't really work out. Later on, there wasn't really enough attention from the school. Yeah. yeah. How was um, farm life early on? What was it like growing up on a farm? Yeah, well, I guess it was all just pretty normal yeah. to me. That's crazy because I've lived in the city now for almost 10 years. And so it's pretty crazy to think, oh, I did grow up on a farm and I did all of that. But when I do go home and I help my parents on the farm, which isn't very often anyway, but it does sort of come back naturally to me. I'm not afraid of any mud or anything like that. <laughs> um, and you had two pretty incredible role models in your mum and dad um, who were incredibly hardworking. Yeah, yeah. Well, so both my parents have their own business, which is in the transport industry. Yeah. Um, which makes sense for what I'm doing now with my career company. Yeah. Um, mum and dad worked incredibly hard with their local business. Mum was also a really good horse rider when she was younger. So I think she was in the top 10 in New Zealand. So there's a bit of sporting background there as well, but uh, certainly my work ethic comes from my parents. Did you ride horses too? I did. Yeah, I did. And I actually really loved it. Um but horse riding is expensive, it takes a lot of maintenance, and I think soon hockey just got a bit too busy, so wise so decision. What age did, um, did the horse riding sort of stop and the hockey start to really uh, take over? I was pretty young, I was probably eight or nine, yeah, and horse riding was fun, and my mum was a tough teacher um, when I'd fall off my horse. She was just like, get back up. <laughs> you know, I was having a sob on the ground. <laughs> so but that toughness, taking that onto the hockey turf, would be easy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think so. I mean, any sport, you've got to be so tough. Yeah. And I take my hat off to anybody that wants to pursue sport because it's so tough, especially in the women's world. 100%. Yeah. Um, so what are your earliest memories of hockey then? I just remember being at Otaika Primary School, my brother... He played hockey then, and I was a couple years younger than him. I was about four years old. And then one day, my grandparents got me a hockey stick. 
Um, it was my first year of primary school, so I was only five. Wow. Yeah, and that's when I started playing hockey. So I was really young. And when I was about seven, I watched Charlotte Harrison debut. So she's a Northland girl. She's only 16 years old. Yeah. And that was just incredible. First and youngest black stick um, to have ever debuted. And I just said, oh, I want to do that. And I just stuck to it ever since then. I imagine your paths in hockey would have crossed, even though there was a bit of an age yeah. difference. Yes, I was lucky enough to play a little bit of hockey with her. Yeah. yeah. Amazing player, right? Yeah. Amazing player. Um, tell us more. Did you, were you always a goalie in hockey? How did that transition? Mm. So my brother was a goalkeeper. Yeah. And being the little sister, I wanted to follow. Yeah. And my parents tried to keep that quite separate, like let that be my brother's thing. Yeah. But I just couldn't help myself. I thought the helmets were so cool. <laughs> my brother had one with flames on it. I was a bit of a tomboy. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And I just wanted to be a goalkeeper so bad. Like, um, most players are fighting over who doesn't go in the goal. Yeah. And I just wanted to be a goalkeeper. Little did I know how expensive the gear was. I'm very lucky to have a great sponsor that helps me with that. Um, how smelly the gear is. Like, it stinks so bad. It's and, a great insight. Yeah. It's stuff that we don't know. Like, when we do photos and they just ask you to put on your goalie kit, it's such... A commitment because you have to shower as soon as you've put that stuff on. It's, yeah. it's not great, but it's worth it. <laughs> Considering um, you and your brother were both doing the same things growing up, yeah. what was it like on the farm then? Were you always just playing against one another? Someone was in goal, the other person was yeah. hitting. What was it like for you two? Oh, we just did the most random things. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have iPads, we had yeah. a sand pit. I'd take my dad's golf club and I'd just go hit golf balls in the paddock. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Typical farm upbringing. Yeah, just just weird random stuff, but yeah. so much fun. Yeah, you'd have really great memories of going back there, I'm sure. Yeah, it is special. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell us more about your brother and your two's relationship. Yeah. Are you guys pretty tight? Yeah, we. I just love my brother to bits. Yeah. You know, um, he is into his cars, which is amazing, considering my business now yeah. is vehicles. I can ask him for advice about anything, you know. He just knows everything from what, like, a chassis is, all the things. And so I'm really, really lucky to have someone like that sort of guide me through car troubles. (laughs) Let's get into your business then, um, because you've mentioned it a couple of times. Tell us what your business is, Bespoke to You. Yep, yep. So, yeah, Bespoke to You is a luxury courier company. Uh, We started in lockdown when we saw that small cake companies were struggling to function over lockdown, but they could do delivery. Yeah, So we clever. created a business model to deliver cakes and gifts and gift boxes and flowers. And then we started being approached by um, some quite prestigious companies like um, Greta Kenyon from Together Journal. And that's when we started working with magazines and high fashion and weddings wow. and events. And it's just sort of expanded from there. Yeah, it's really humbling. It really fulfills our purpose of catering to New Zealand's small businesses and brands. Did you always yeah. imagine that you were going to be a business owner? Well, I I was always pretty independent. It's hard playing a sport yeah. and being employed by somebody because I put sport first always. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Yeah. Um, actually, I was talking to my life advisor when I did start the company. And I completely forgot this 
But two years before I started my company, I actually wrote down owning a logistics or transport business. And I kind of just spat that out there because... But it was there. I, yeah, I know a little bit. Yeah. But... Yeah, I completely forgot that I wrote that down, so I put it out there, I guess. <laughs> so what have the last couple of years been like for you growing like your baby, basically, yeah. this business with your best friend as well? Well, it's been an eye-opener, yeah. and I've learned so much, and I have so much more respect now for people's time because people work so hard every single day. Yeah. I've had to learn a lot in terms of time management. I've had to learn to say no to certain things, you know, because you're just too busy. Um, I've learned a lot about the economy, New Zealand's businesses, supporting local, yeah. All of those things. Yes. How are you managing to juggle what you're doing with being part Mm -hmm. of this Black Sticks crew? Well, the biggest thing I learned last year is I need to communicate. Um, If I'm struggling, if I'm finding it hard with the workload... Just tell your coaches, tell your managers, they care about your mental health first. And so this year's been awesome. Uh, Like this morning, I had a lot of things to get organised with work, particularly of leaving in a couple of days. And I just said to Darren, look, I need to leave 15 minutes earlier. And he said, yeah, that's fine. So they're really awesome. Yeah, it is good. And without hesitation, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You mentioned mental health, and it's something that athletes are like – willing to talk about more and more now. Is that something that you'd be comfortable talking about? Yeah, briefly. What does yeah. mental health mean to you? Why is it so important? I I just think it's important to keep your head screwed on, you know, um, just to be able to enjoy a healthy lifestyle and be able to achieve your goals in life is so important. Um, I just think in this generation... You see so many young people sort of go down the route of using vices to get through life, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs. And I just think being able to live a healthy life, being able to get your endorphins through running, whether it's the gym, whether it's going for a walk, is so important. So being able to put yourself first, being able to tell people what you need being able to say no is so important so that you can get the most out of life. I think that's such an important message um, for athletes to be able to share as well because people yeah. look up to you at the end of the day, you know, like it's, yeah. it's really, really nice. So thank you for sharing that. Um, if we go back to the hockey, that little girl that saw Charlotte Harrison debut yeah. for the Black Sticks and you knew you wanted to do that. So what path did that set you on with hockey? I was just incredibly driven and I wasn't the best hockey player. When I was young, I actually, when I went to school, which was at Whangarei Girls High School, the first two years in high school, I was in the third 11. Wow. And then the next two years, I was in the second 11, and then I finally made first 11. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. And I was literally in third 11, still coming home, saying to my parents, I'm going to be a black stick one day, I'm going to be a black stick. And even they thought, oh, how do we tell her, like, this might not be the normal pathway, um, and I just manifested every day. I didn't even know I was manifesting. I didn't even know what it was yeah. <laughs> when I was that young. Yeah. But I just knew that that's where I wanted to go. And I just kept on turning up. I kept on loving the game. Yeah. And eventually, here I am, I made it. But my path wasn't smooth sailing. Like, I wasn't that golden child at hockey. 
you had to work hard at it every single day and you, you had to love it. For yeah. each of the ladies we've been talking about when they made it to the top, but also how they got there. So, mm. yeah, how did you go from not being the very best, being in the third 11, mm. to being part of this Black Sticks environment? I, I guess when I think back to it, um, I don't know, I, all I can put it down to is just real grit and determination. Sometimes it was really emotional. I remember like being quite emotional when I was young, maybe thinking, well, why am I not making it when my peers are making it into the first 11 or when I was making the B-side for Northland? Um, but I just kept showing up. You know, I just kept on pushing through. Like my parents weren't the ones who were always the coaches of the team. They, they didn't really get too affiliated with everything. But they were always there watching and they always just said, keep showing up. Even when I said, this is too painful to yeah. keep not making the teams you want to make. They just reminded me why I'm doing this. Yeah, I just think sports is incredibly important for young children. You must be so proud with where you are now then. Yeah. Given everything, the journey. Well, I'm know? just proud to share my story. I get a lot of parents of goalkeepers calling me saying, oh, my daughter only made the third 11 team. What do I do? What do I tell her? She's so gutted. And it's not only the third 11 team. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and when was your first taster in the Black Sticks environment? Mm. What was that like for you? Yeah, I, when I moved to Auckland, um, uh, the old coach, Mark Hager, was really kind and invited me down to train. I was only 18 and it was, it was crazy. Wow. It was Stacey Mickelson being a fellow Northlander. She was just lovely, you know, and she said hi to me and I was just shy. Like, you know, it's crazy the way I looked at everybody and now I'm one of them. Yeah. But, um... I was just really shy and it was quite intimidating because you just see them on TV. Charlotte was there. Um, but I did enjoy training. It was hard. I realised I had a long way to go, mm, but it was great. <laughs> Can you talk to us um, about what it was like making your debut? Yep, yep. So <laughs> I had been to Junior World Cup two weeks before my debut, so I'd had a lot of practice. And then we went to Stratford for our debut, and that's really cool, going to a small region. Yeah. You know, all the kids just think you're the best thing since sliced bread. And they all come, and they've got their faces painted and their flags. So cool. Yeah, it's, it's just gorgeous. And um, it was special to be able to do the national anthem. Yeah. You see all these kids looking up to you, and you're like, wow. Well, I was in your shoes once. That was little me watching yeah. Charlotte Harrison debut. Um, it just gave, I've got goosebumps now, like, yeah. it just gave me goosebumps thinking, I hope that just one of those kids, I can have the same effect on them that what Charlotte Harrison gave me. It's so special. Those yeah. moments and the moments that no one will ever be able to take away from you, you know, people yeah. work a lifetime and don't get them. You yes. were there. You made I'm it. I'm so lucky. Yeah. yeah. I'm lucky. It's once in a lifetime opportunity. Absolutely. It's so amazing. I just admire you all so much. Um, <laughs> can you talk to us about being a goalkeeper, what do you do um, that's different to, um, like, the strikers and things? How's training different for you? What's it like? Um, well, in the gym, we do a lot more strength 
and speed work. Yeah. Um, you've got to be really fast off the mark and you've got to have pretty fast reactions. And you do do a lot of on-field training, like the girls. You practice your basics because most of the shots are coming straight at you. Yeah. And you just need to block them. But probably the biggest thing for a goalkeeper is time and experience in the goal. So this is my sixth year in the Black Sticks. Yeah. And I'm going to my first ever Pinnacle event. So I've been waiting a really long time. And yeah. I suppose it's hard because there's only, well, there's one goalie that starts, yes. right? Yeah. So you're in constant competition for one spot. Yeah. So what has that been like for you? I think when I was younger, I viewed it as a competition thing. And as I've grown older, you learn how to be friends and push each other. The more you push each other, the better you're going to get out of each other. And so now I just find it a privilege to be around Grace every day. Or when Georgia, who played for the team last year, to be around her every day. Again, two really top-notch businesswomen and really good goalkeepers. And so when you're showing up there every day, they're working as hard as you on the field and off the field in their personal careers. It just makes it a little bit easier. Talk to yeah. us a bit more about Grace. Like she's a remarkable woman, <laughs> a remarkable player as well. But, yeah. Um, what have you been able to learn and take from her as well as pushing each other all the way through? I, uh, she's a very experienced goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, she came from Australia. She played a lot of hockey in Australia, um, but originally is a New Zealander as a Kiwi. So she's got so much experience from playing in Australia, playing New Zealand, for New Zealand, and playing in Europe as well. And it's so good being with her because I literally watch her in the goal and what she does because she's got so much flair. And if something's not working for me, I'll just watch her. (laughs) I'll just try and do what she does. And you do make it your own in your own special way. But she's a bit of a magician in the goal. Yeah. Um, What's it like being in there? Is it a bit of a rush when a ball's coming flying at you or yeah. when there's a penalty corner that's set up? What's, what are those moments like? Because that's when it's yeah. all on you, isn't it? You've got to be really relaxed. Sometimes you can be so nervous yeah. and you freeze and the ball just goes straight between your legs and you just feel like you can't move. So you have to be relaxed. You have to trust in all of the hard work uh, that you've put in. You know, for this past two decades it's been that I've played hockey. Um, is it 20 years or so I've been playing hockey, you know? Um, And you have to trust in your scouting, and then it all ends up being fine. Um, You're normally in quite a good state of flow, and then someone will crack a ball at you, and it'll, like, hit your arm, and you'll get a huge welt on your arm. And that can make you a little bit flinchy for a while. Well, happens to me. I'm not as tough, but... Yeah. Well, you are tough when these balls are <laughs> flying at you, you know, so fast. I yeah. mean, um, what are the injuries like? You look like you don't have anything yeah. at the moment. Do you normally get stuff? What? No? Uh, I'm, I'm lucky. I haven't had any serious injuries. Um, just some really big bruises. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's so hard to imagine what it's like, right? No one would be able to imagine what it's like for you until they went mm. in there, um, especially at international level. Um, you talk about being in their environment for six years and now mm. you're going to your first major event too. You've got the World Cup and the Commonwealth yeah. Games coming up. <laughs> How exciting is this time for you? Yeah. Uh, All I'm the so hard work excited. has paid off. Yeah. You know, you're here. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be able to go 
to two pinnacle events just yeah. like that. I mean, I just couldn't ask for anything better. What know? was it like when you were named in that that final squad? Yeah, I I was a little bit nervous, um, but I kind of expected it. Yeah. Like uh, we were playing Australia, and I had COVID just before playing Aussie. Uh, but what I did is I just trusted in all of the hard work I've done this past 10 years and that I didn't need that last two weeks to build up to my peak. And I played really well against Australia. I was proud of my performance. Awesome. Um, so I did feel like, well, I did nothing wrong. Yeah. So I should manage to get a spot in the team. So what are your expectations going over there? Um, like personally or for personally, the team? Yeah. Personally, I've just got so much to learn still. I know it's only been, well, it's been six years, but there's so much more that I can learn. Um, We're going to be around the world's best. We're going to be playing in Europe, which is like the hockey capital of the world. Yeah, I just want to go over there, um, just put out my best performance. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to? Um... It's so hard because World Cup's amazing. Commonwealth Games is amazing. They're both amazing. So I think I need to take it one at a time yeah. and be like, okay, first we've got World Cup. We're going to be doing some practice games in Spain against Spain. So, you know, I'm looking forward to playing Spain in Spain. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool to see the crowds there and just the way they go about things. Personally, um, what is it that you want to achieve in this sport? You've been in it for such a long time. Mm. You say you've got so much to learn and as a goalie, it's just time, right? So, yeah. So what, where do you want to get to? What is it that you want to do in the sport? Um, I, I did spend a lot of time setting goals. I want to go to this Olympics and that Olympics. And of course, those goals are always there. But I just want to leave a legacy. Like, I've got my story. I think it's pretty inspirational story of grit, resilience, sticking in there. So I just want to leave a legacy and I want to be able to inspire others. Yeah, through what I can achieve. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's it like being part of this team? Oh, it's just special. Yeah. You know, been been here, seen a lot of people come and yeah. retire. And it's every single year it's a totally different team. This team is a young team. Yeah. But gosh, everyone is lovely. I mean, totally different on the field. Yeah. You know, if you had to be their opponent, I wish them well. Um, but they're just lovely girls. It's really special, and I'm just motivated to get out there with them every day. For you, um, tell us what it's like when you get to line up for New Zealand. What is it like, <laughs> and what does it mean for you yeah. to be a black stick? Oh, as I remember Trans-Tasman a few weeks ago. Um, I definitely had to hold in the tears a little bit. Um, I think... First and foremost, like, it's my family. Like, my parents have just left everything out there yeah. and given me every single opportunity. And they go through their own things and they're still pushing me to go out there and chase my dreams. So I think to go to the World Cup and Commonwealth Games, that's all they wanted yeah. for themselves and for me. And they're going to get to come to Commonwealth Games and watch me. So first and foremost, I guess my family, it's Kiwi family, I get to represent them. So 
it's huge for me. Your mum and dad, they sound incredible. Yeah, very special. Amazing. What's yeah. their names? <laughs> um, Gavin and Shona. Gavin and Shona have <laughs> yeah. done a lot. They've yeah, a lot. absolute got, legends. Got you here. Yeah, they are legends. Yeah. Brooke, thank you so much for sharing even thank just you. a small part of your story with us. I think <laughs> yeah. you're pretty lucky. You're definitely very inspiring. Um, <laughs> you make me shiver and shake hearing your story. So thank you so much. I know that so many Kiwis not just Kiwis, hockey players around the world will be inspired by your story. I hope so. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing and go well. We can't wait to see what you do. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. And go and um, support your business as well, Bespoke by You. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Thank you. That was awesome. What a way to finish our five-part series with the inspiring story from Brooke Roberts. Fantastic to be able to share uh, their journeys with them. On the Journey Begins Here, all brought to you by Vantage Windows and Doors, our Vantage Black Sticks, and, of course, SENZ. Thanks so much for joining us along the way. Remember to like and share the podcast.